Welcome to another Dairy Dialogue, number 44, closing in on a year of podcasts now. I'm Jim Cornall, editor of Dairy Reporter, which brings you all the news from across the dairy industry on a daily basis, sometimes even on weekends. It's been a fairly quiet week here with more flooding forecast and more extreme weather in some parts of the world. I'll run through some of the stories we covered here on DairyReporter.com over the week and one that I enjoyed in particular was from Beth Newhart and that was the story on liquid nitrogen frozen ice cream and the mention of minus 322 Fahrenheit which if you wanted to know the conversion is 195 below Celsius which is even colder than the Canadian winters I used to have to endure. Although some mornings shoveling snow, it probably felt that cold. This week also saw Rabobank come out with its annual top 20 dairy companies. Alpha Laval has launched new Optilobe rotary lobe pumps. Fonterra is trying to sell its being mate shares. In Australia, the Competition and Consumer Commission has expressed concern over Saputo's cheese business acquisition, and in the US, Organic Valley is now powered with 100% renewable energy. In other news, Novozymes has developed an online calculator to help dairies develop products with less sugar. And it's with that story that we start the podcast this week, because we have an interview with Dr. Craig Sherwin, technical service manager at Novozymes, about that online calculator. And we also have four interviews from the International Cheese and Dairy Awards in Nantwich in Cheshire in England. Nantwich is one of those beautiful and quaint old English market towns with a river winding through it, but it was rather soggy when I went there for the show, so much so that the main event, the Nantwich show, was cancelled for only the third time in 122 years, although I have no idea why the other two were cancelled. I suppose I could find out but I'm not going to. And I mentioned the travel nightmares last week, so I won't go into that again. But there has been lots of disruption on the roads around here because of bad weather again. But the cheese show undercover went ahead and one half of the floor space was filled with cheeses of every shape, size and colour, while the other half is a trade show for the industry, from cheesemakers to ingredients, processing to logistics. At the show, I chatted with a few people, and so on the show this week, we have interviews with Paul Edwards from food cutting company Trife, Helen Dobson from Eat Lean, John Simpson from Fresh Check, and Cameron Peters from SI Food Software. Of course, we also have a weekly update on the financial markets with Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone. So let's get started. And this week, one of the stories we ran was on a new online calculator from the Danish headquartered global enzyme company Novozymes, which helps dairy companies calculate how much sugar reduction they can expect from reformulating their products or developing new ones. And rather than me tell you all about it, we chatted with Dr. Craig Sherwin, technical service manager at Novozymes at the company's US office in beautiful North Carolina. Yeah, what we were thinking was um, to get in the mind of a product developer at a, at a dairy company, you know, sometimes it's really useful to just do a paper exercise first and to try to, instead of hitting the lab and actually bringing to life in multiple formulations, there is huge value in being able to just do a paper exercise to get a rough idea of what to expect. So in this particular case of sugar reduction, the approach is to try to have a, a model formula based on um, the expected 
relative sweetness of different sugars, including the lactose that's already in the dairy product, uh, as well as the sweetener that might be in a kind of a benchmark formula. And by just uh, putting in some actual numbers from the formula, you can get a really nice prediction on how much sugar you can reduce and still match that same sweetness, uh, same sweetness after, after using a, a lactase enzyme. And how flexible is it in that respect? I mean, can you, you can play around with it and play with different options? Yeah, so we've set it up to mimic uh, a typical yogurt and a chocolate milk. But actually, in theory, if you could start with the chocolate milk tab that you'd see on the calculator, um, you know, you could model really any percent lactose that would be in your dairy product, whether it's a fluid milk or even like a, let's say, even a dairy uh, ingredient liquid stream, like a whey type of powder. So it really, the, the math behind it is fairly straightforward. It's just a predicted relative sweetness of various sugars. And then once you break down lactose, predicting the amount of glucose and the amount of galactose that will result from that. And so that, it does the math for you. So then it'll predict sweetness from that particular combination of sugars and compare it to the sweetness you'd get from sucrose. And I know that you said it's extremely simple to use and it is having seen it online. However, if a company has questions or if they need to try a different formulation, I assume that they can just contact you? Yeah, well, absolutely. The calculator should be pretty straightforward with the cues, but um, obviously the next step then is to kind of talk more specifically with, with our tech service team about the specific needs. But using the calculator prompts you for the um, amount of lactose that you know is in your uh, product and it's expressed in a, on a percent basis or let's say grams per 100 grams, and then the amount of sucrose that would be in your benchmark formula that you're trying to match. And then it actually, in the yogurt, it's a good example, if you look on the yogurt tab, it actually automatically reports, well, after using a yogurt culture, you would expect that that lactose that's in your yogurt formula after the, the yogurt culturing should reduce by about 25%. And that's the amount of lactose that's left in typical yogurt. Not everyone realizes how much lactose is actually still left in yogurt after the culturing. And so actually the calculator even makes that um, rough calculation for you. Okay, so... A company has done all of the calculations and figured out what the results are. What would the next step be? Yeah, so once you have a, a good prediction, then the, the values that it will spit out then would be the um, total grams of sugar and the total grams of added sugar, and then expressing on a percent basis so um, from, from the original benchmark formula. And so once you have equipped with those numbers, you can start getting a rough idea of if it's meeting your, um, you know, in collaboration with your product development team, whether it's uh, meeting your goals. And then, of course, then the lactase is, is one tool, and it can, can be combined with a couple of other tools to really get even lower sugar reduction. And so what we've done in our labs on top of that, of course, that's just the first step is the paper exercise. So the, we, we've taken it the next step and show how various tools can be combined. And we've, in fact, validated with sensory studies that the sweetness you predict with this online calculator does actually match what we see on the bench when you reformulate and, uh, and use lactase enzyme in there. The next step, of course, would be talking to us if we can, we can share in a lot more detail on what we know and, and help them set up a, a hydrolysis protocol and, and lactase usage level. There's really nothing like this out there, is there? It's kind of a new, something totally new. Yeah, as far as we know, we certainly searched around and the one that wasn't anything like it already out there. So actually, we just started, uh, we just started on our own computers and an Excel spreadsheet. Um, it started getting complex enough. We thought, hey, this is actually uh, pretty valuable, and we turned it into an online calculator to make it available to, to everybody else. And, of course, Novozymes has the Safira product, which is relevant to all of this. Could you tell me how that would help companies? We have two lactose products, Lactozyme Pure, 
uh, and Safira. Safira is our next generation product. They both have really clean flavor, are very effective at, at um, converting lactose very efficiently with, with little to no um, side activity as you expose, um, for instance, from protease or from invertase that sometimes can be found in other lactases. So both of these products are incredibly pure. Safira in particular has a really nice tolerance to different pHs, a, a broader tolerance to pH, which means that you can actually use it in a yogurt formula, just add it along with the cultures and have both the enzyme and the cultures be working at the same time. And it doesn't really uh, appreciably affect the, the rate of the culture um, doing its work. Uh, and can convert the enzyme even as that pH is dropping uh, during the yogurt fermentation process. And so you can actually, it becomes much more cost effective to use Safira in that sort of scenario because that activity remains high during the fermentation. Right. And this is an existing product, Safira. So in terms of like the, the use of it, what kind of results are your customers seeing from it? Yeah, it's currently used in all sorts of different dairy products um, from, from fluid milk where that, that purity um, and, and high quality and, and speed of use in the plants um, is very valued. Um, to fermented dairy products as well, uh, we have the FMP variant of Safira, um, which is uh, positioned for that particular application. And it's used use in ice cream. It really can be used in any sort of dairy product uh, where you'd want to lower the either lower the lactose for a lactose-free claim, or you can use it at a little bit lower usage level, uh, perhaps then save on cost a bit. If you don't need a lactose-free claim and you just want to boost the sweetness, um, even converting, let's say, 90% of the lactose, you don't have to go all the way to zero lactose. Even converting 90% of it boosts that sweetness uh, in a really valuable way. And I guess one of the other positives about this calculator is people can try it anywhere in the world at any time. It doesn't have to be during office opening hours. Exactly. You get those quick results. Um, yeah. And then right at the very bottom of the page, it says, for more information, you know, click here. And of course, we'll follow up as soon as we can. And it's such a simple calculator that I don't imagine that you would really ever need to tweak it at all. Exactly. In the future, I mean, I suppose we could we could start adding something like uh, ice cream and, and other applications just to just to make it clear how it can be used or even a like I said, a whey ingredient powder, a whey protein powder, converting that lactose and boosting the sweetness in a, in a protein powder as well. And I guess Safira continues to do well. You know, Safira has been, a, it's been, um, I believe it was two years ago, if I can get that right, um, launch. It's been a really uh, important launch for our, for our company. It's done really well, been really well received and recognized in the marketplace. Um, so Safira is a, is a brand, is a platform that we're going to continue to innovate in and, and continue to bring lactose-based solutions to the dairy industry uh, for years to come. And now we switch to the International Cheese and Dairy Awards, and first we'll hear about food cutting company Trife, which has its HQ in Germany, and which makes slicing machines. They were at the event to showcase their cheese slicing capabilities, and to tell us more is area sales manager Paul Edwards. We're Trife UK, and we're a German company based over in Overlaar in Germany by Frankfurt. Uh, we specialise in dicing, slicing and portion cutting equipment, mainly in the meat industry, pushing into the cheese industry. Obviously, we, we do offer greater and dice machines within one machine, um, and we obviously we can achieve high throughput, high yields on, on all of our equipment. So we're just sort of here today, just to sort of try and get out our name into the dairy industry and see what we can what we can achieve really, and see if we can help anyone else out. And, and what kind of um, products do you have specifically for cheese? Yeah, so we can we can achieve dice and slicing and portion cutting. So anything from block portions to mini portions, 
it's uh, slices, so slice of 12 shingles in a pack, shingle or zigzags. We can grate, dice on the same machine, produce strips. So yeah, there's quite a variety of equipment we, we can offer, whether it's a small machine up to a, a large inline inline machine. So. Yeah, and so you, you can work with companies to tailor make whatever yeah, they need. Yeah, so our machines basically range from like a tabletop machine all the way up to a large inline industrial machine, depending on the solution that the customer requires. Okay, so you could work with like small producers? Yeah, pretty and much, yeah, small to medium to large, pretty much anyone, yeah. Okay, and, and in Germany, do you sell stuff in Germany as yeah, well? Yeah, so as we're, we're a worldwide company, so uh, everything's manufactured in Germany, and we have an office in Germany which looks after Europe, and we've got an office in France, America, China. Um, Italy, so yeah, we have offices worldwide, and then from the UK, we just look after the UK and Ireland. So, for the company as a whole, we are we are quite large. We have agents in Australia and over in Africa. So, okay. yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. And, and you said that you're just starting to move into cheese, or how yeah, long have so you been? We, we, we specialise in meat, and to be honest, we're, we're one of the global leaders in meat portioning and dicing. Um, and we've also proven that we can do it in the dairy industry, but there's not been like a, any emphasis in it really. So what we're trying to do in the UK is to show exactly what we can achieve and, and try and prove to other companies what's out there and give them options really. Right. So, and, yeah. and has there been any traction yet? Or? Yeah, to be honest, we've sold a fair few lines in the UK. Um, we've sold a lot of equipment in the dairy industry, but it's just about trying to get our name out there and like knocking on more doors, speaking to more people. And there's a lot of people in the UK that don't know us. There's a lot of people that do. So we're just trying to trying to sort of gather that so we're, we're right. at everyone's doorstep right really. And, and how often would you come up with, uh, do you tweak the designs or do you? Yeah, so we go to shows in Germany every year and then we have a show in Chicago and we release machines pretty much every other year. Um, so we do, but we're always very innovative, innovative so we're always changing uh, small designs on machines, trying to improve the software, things like that. So anything that we can improve, we do. Any customer feedback we have, we appreciate and we send that back to our design team. Um, and then we have people over in Germany that work on designing and improving what we, what we have to offer. One company I found interesting at the show was SI Food Software, where the SI stands for Systems Integration. The very short version of what they do is helping customers run their perishable food businesses as efficiently as possible while enabling them to fulfill their customer expectations. To learn a little bit about the company and how they can help cheese and other dairy producers, I spoke with SI's Cameron Peters, who is responsible for business development at SI. So we're Systems Integration, or SI. My name's Cameron Peters, work in the business development consultancy role. And we've been going for about 26 years now. Always and all our customers are food businesses, food manufacturers and processors, primarily with the perishable foods industry. Where we focused on really is helping businesses manage what stock they've got, traceability through the production processes, but also with the data capture, we can perform quite powerful reports and analysis for businesses to understand their yield through the production process, but also giveaway on packing so they can understand where in the business they're winning, and I suppose where they're also losing, which is quite interesting and quite important for businesses to manage their profitability and also understand how to make better margins on their products and also with food waste, minimize that. So that's part of what happens on the shop floor data capture side, but we've also got tools for businesses in the I suppose, office level applications, so purchase and sales order processing. Now these are useful tools which allows you to do things like PO matching to ensure what you're ordering is what you're receiving. 
Now, if you're getting shortfalls or over in, you know, over receiving, how to manage that effectively? And it's just more tools to give the business the information they need and process what they have effectively. Similarly, on the sales side, linking sales down to the factory floor so you can pick and dispatch using hand scanners correctly to ensure you're dispatching what the orders are correctly to avoid anything like customer credits, which obviously incurs financial penalties, but also the relationship between your customers to ensure you're not having any issues or dissatisfaction in what you're sending them. But specifically for the cheese industry, we've developed a few applications based on customer needs, given that we work with quite a few of the largest cheese makers in the UK, is things like cheese make sheets. So we can have your cheese make sheets on tablets or touch screens and go through step by step and calculate based on QA checks, things like pH levels and link the cheese make process to grading across numerous years and those QA checks at a later process. So you can pinpoint exactly what quality and what cheese make conditions link to the specific grades throughout time. So you know, you may not always want to go for the best of the best, highest grade cheddar. One day you might want a mild. So you can understand what conditions make are making what grades. It's really important for businesses to understand what will win the prizes, but also what will help with the day-to-day -day sales. And there's, there's a whole host of applications. Um, but they're really the fundamentals of what we do is understanding data capture on the factory floor, reporting with real-time SQL reporting to give you the information that you require, but also the controls in place on the factory floor to ensure consistency every time you do the, your product you'd like to do. And, and so when you work with the companies, you don't just sell them your software, you, you help them along the way to analyze what they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So there's three parts to, I suppose, every project. One is the software itself, which is all our own system, same technology, but it's modular based on customer requirements. But second to that is the services. Now, we have a team of project managers all with the skills and experiences delivering exclusively for food manufacturers. Lots with cheese experience and actually have worked in the industry before, so they understand what specific requirements are required. Now, these project managers, they set up the system to individual requirements and configurations, but they can also provide aftercare support and aftercare delivery of projects or reporting through, well, they, the project managers, are almost like account managers for some customers in the level of support they can provide. But we also, there's a third part of it is the hardware as well. As a software provider, we are, we can be hardware independent, meaning we can procure and deliver our own hardware. But if you've got existing solutions or existing hardware on the factory floor, we can also relook to use this. It helps save costs and doesn't feel like you're buying the same thing twice for yeah. lots of businesses. And you, is it just UK or you can you do worldwide? All our customers are UK and North American based. Um, we, I suppose we try to keep to the UK, but we do have customers outside the UK, which does mean we can offer 24 seven support, uh, 364, every day apart from Christmas day support. Right. So we, you know, we, we focus on the UK, but we're aware there's other markets, but we, 
limit that to, let's say, inquiries or sure. recommendations. It wouldn't be a cheese event without talking to somebody about cheese. And so I spoke with Helen Dobson from Eat Lean, which is a brand of the cheese company Joseph Healer, which is based quite close to the event, around five miles by road, so extremely local. Eat Lean Cheese is a high-protein, low-fat cheese, and they have some new products to talk about as well. So if you can tell me about the new products that you have. Yeah, so the new products, um, we recently launched a cheese bake, um, which is like a cheese fondue. Um, it's got a hint of cider in it, mixed with mozzarella and Eat Lean original. It's very popular at the moment with people that have tried it already. Um, we've also got a half-fat out, which is a tasty, um, and we just launched Tasty Slices, so tasty in, in slice format, uh, very popular for burgers, melting on top of burgers, so. The, the, the bake one, how does that work? You just stick it in the oven? You put it in the oven, yeah, so you put, put 25 minutes in the oven, stir it halfway through, um, and it comes out delicious. <laughs> All right, and, and is that, where is that available? That's available only online at the moment, so we're trying to get it into retail, it's obviously very hard to, to get into retailers, but it only launched on the 1st of April, so it's relatively new. But yeah, available online at Eat Lean. And you said the reaction's been good? Very good, yes. Yeah, we've, we've not actually had bad comments about it so far. It's, it's been really good. Everyone likes it, likes the flavour, gives off good, good cheese flavour. Um, and in terms of calorie-wise, the whole pot is 250 calories, so that's quite remarkable for, for a cheese pot. Yeah, and is it just available in the UK? Yes, just in the UK, yeah. So we, we make it in Nantwich, in our in our farm in Nantwich, at the Eat Lean Farm. Um, so we make it and send it out to consumers ourselves. So. so you didn't have to come very far? No, no, not at all, not from here. Yeah. <laughs> and the other products, is that about the same? Everything, yeah, everything else is, is all online, available online. Um, we do have our original block grated and spreadable in Tesco. Spreadable is also in Asda, and then Waitrose and Morrison sell our block as well. How often do you come up with new products? Because Eat Lean, how, how long has Eat Lean been? Uh, 2016, Eat Lean founded. Um, we, we try and come up with new products all the time. Um, we are working on a, a secret product which I can't talk about at the moment, but um, just part of the, the Eat Lean range. You know, people that are focusing on weight loss and, and high protein to kind of add to our, our current products, really. Um, so it's a bit of a surprise, can't say too much about it, but we are, we are constantly working with research and development, so it's exciting times. And, and what's the reaction been like to the Eat Lean concept? Because it's a slightly different to just like cheese. It's yeah, a... yeah, so it's, it's quite a lot of people can be uh, uh, skeptical about it. And then when they taste it and taste that, you know, it does taste like cheese. Um, I think a lot of people think it won't taste like cheese, but no, they, they taste it and, and, you know, the texture's good on it. So obviously harder than standard cheddar because it's the fat that gives it the creaminess. But actually, when you taste it, it's very cheesy. Melts exactly the same way as normal cheese. So yeah, no, it's all 100% natural as well. We don't add anything into it, anything extra. It's just just made the same way as standard cheddar. It's just the skill of our cheesemakers that that does the magic. Right, and the the beauty of it, I guess, is that it's sort of high high in protein, is it? Yes, it's very high in protein. Yeah. So just taking our original block, uh, for example, is 3% fat in 100 uh, grams and 37 grams of protein. So it's very, uh, very, very healthy, if you like, um, mm. for, for cheese goers. Mm. Um, a lot of people who, who like cheese but might necessarily be on a, on a diet, they, they might cut cheese out because it's very calorific normally, um, but they can actually 
we, we say put cheese back on the menu because our cheese you can you can add to it and not worry about the high calories and high fat content. So it's very popular with their Slimming World and Weight Watchers members. And finally, from the show, is a product dedicated to health and safety. It's a spray called Fresh Check, which can confirm cleanliness simply by spraying it on a surface and looking for a colour change. If it stays purple, you're okay, but if it changes colour, there's a contamination risk. We talked with the company's CTO, John Simpson. So, well, uh, with Fresh Check, we started about, sort of, I'd say, well, properly about a year ago, and what we wanted to do is bring something to the industry which is new, it's fresh, and it's a new way of actually testing to hygiene contamination. So instead of having all these expensive tools and machines and equipment which it connects to Bluetooth, we went simple, cheap, and easy. So something that everyone in the food industry can use, not just the highest end and the sort of like big players. So it's a way that everyone can benefit from a new hygiene verification test. Okay. And you're based in the UK? Yeah, based in London. So, you know, trying to keep the rent cheap. Uh, but no, we, we, we started in during our PhDs. So um, I actually studied sort of biochemistry and sort of lung disorders. And then at the same time, this was a sort of side project and we slowly sort of developed it, went further along. And uh, now it's a fully fledged company. So it's been quite an exciting year. Yeah. Okay, so it's, so it's very, very new. Very, very new to the industry. So hopefully watch the space and we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the exciting part. And so available just in the UK or anywhere? At the moment, it's UK, EU. We're talking to people in America and South Africa, but we're sort of keeping it at least in Europe right now. We're working with Chris Dane's Food Hygiene and they're helping us to move into more European territories. So you can find us maybe in Spain, maybe a bit in Hungary right now. It's uh, slow and steady wins the race. So we're we'll doing with that right now. And what's the product called? Uh, Fresh Check, Fresh Check Spray. That's what we've got here. So, yeah. Okay, and um, you said that the, the goal is for it to be ubiquitous. Used by everyone, yeah. So uh, to break down the hygiene verification market a bit more, right now the main player is called the ATP swab test. And whilst it's very good, it's quite expensive and it means lots of places can't use it. So for example, uh, if you're using in a restaurant or um, say a fast food restaurant or even just make, you know, an independent restaurant, they can't afford to do these tests whatsoever. It's just too expensive. Whereas with FreshCheck, it's uh, at least a third of the price of the current market standard. So we'd hope that everyone can ubiquitously use FreshCheck from farm all the way down to fork. So it's a new way that everyone can live to a higher level of hygiene standards. And so it would be applicable in the dairy industry for... Uh, dairy industry would be perfect for it. Um, right now, of course, there's a, such a huge demand for high throughput. And so you try and be as clean as possible, but any way that you can prove that you're being absolutely clean, spick and span, tidy, it will save you expensive product recall, as well as um, just making sure you've got more good batches of cheese. So, yeah. So even places like ice cream stalls would be... Yeah, it'd be perfect, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we detect all kinds of bacteria, which lots of people think, oh, well, yogurt is lots of bacteria. And we go, yes, but you're being very specific and sure that it's the right bacteria, not just anything being thrown in there. You're not trying to make a lambic, you're trying to make a proper beer, so to speak. So, yeah, and, that's... And uh, how, how quickly does it does it work? It's instant. Um, well, yeah, instantaneous, basically. I'd say normally you've seen your, the result within 10 seconds. And so the plans are just to try and roll it out and get yeah, it out to as so many people as possible. Exactly. Right now, we're we're sort of uh, speaking a lot to um, anyone from uh, the food service industry, so you know, restaurants all the way through to um, dairy farms, chicken farms, poultry manufacturers, sort of sausage makers, 
um, even through breweries, there's lots of people out there who we're talking to and trying to get fresh drink out there. So even lots of auditors. So we sell a lot into um, the local authorities, trying to sort of give them a new tool that they can finally afford to show people that they're working to a high level of food safety and sort of train new staff as well. So lots of applicability with what we have here. And what's the reaction been like so far? Uh, it's been really good. It's been very exciting. You know, we're sort of trying to sort of make a bigger footprint for ourselves right now. Um, we started selling at the beginning of this year in January, so it's been developing and growing, uh, and we're yeah getting more customers. I think we have about 70 unique customers to date, maybe a bit more now. Hopefully, a bit more after today at the very least. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. And now it's time for our weekly look at the global dairy markets with INTLFC Stone's Liam Fenton. Butter, despite the stability it uh, showed last week, uh, started to move a bit lower this week again. August and September butter was down about uh, 75 euros uh, to break through that uh, 3500 level, down to 34.75. Quarter four dropped around uh, 50 euros, but still with some carry to 36.25, down from uh, 36.75 level. Quarter one in 2020 also drifted lower and came down from about 37.75 to 3700. The move lower was probably helped, I guess, by the GDT, which was down overall by 2.6%, but butter got hit harder and, and was down around 5.5%. Skimmel powder has remained relatively stable with some slight softening, uh, maybe down about 10 to 20 euros overall. Uh, August, September was trading around the 2165 level, quarter four about 2215 and quarter one around a 2250 level. Whey was continuing to trade around the 675 level. Thank you, Liam. We'll talk to you next week, possibly from an arc, given how much rain there is around here at the moment. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services, as well as OTC hedging tool and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. And that's it for another week. No idea what's in store next time, so it will be as much of a surprise to me as it is to you. We do have a few things lined up, but you never know. It wouldn't be the first interview to fall through in however many years I've been doing this in news, sports and music. And of course, dairy. It looks like being a wet few days here, hopefully where you are you can enjoy the weekend. So until next week, take care and as always, thanks for listening.